Welcome to Love Talk, Love Talk for Everyday People. I am your host, Tracy J. Hines, and with me tonight, I have Terry Saleh. Hey, Terry. What's up, Tracy? How are you? I am doing well. I am doing well. Listen, did you realize that today is one day um, uh, prior to our one-year anniversary? We really? It is? That year went by quick. It did. It went by very quick. We premiered wow. November 6, 2016, and here we are one year later. So congratulations to us. Woohoo! Congratulations to you. So how many shows did we do in that year? Um, this is our 28th show. We did 28 right. shows. We took a break for um, the summer, which was a nice break, and I, I kind of liked being away for a minute because it gave me something to miss. And so, yeah, we're we're 28, and our views are, are still growing. It's a slow process, but for me, I kind of like coming together with my girls and, and chatting and, and hopefully giving out some information for people to to see situations in a different light and just, you know, trust more and love more. That's, that's what it's all about for me. Yeah, you know, with everything so fast-paced and crazy these days, it's, it's good to just get together with the girls and chat. And like you said, you know, it's, it's good advice for some of the younger women and even some of the older women that, you know, are looking to uh, us for um, advice or just, you know, what our thoughts are on relationships and love. Right, and to hear what other people are going through. You know, sometimes you go through a situation or a scenario and you think, you know, it's you and it's something you've done, and it really isn't. It's something that people are experiencing on every level. And um, someone else may have an answer to what's been going on that you haven't heard. So I think we should just keep talking. What about you? Yep. (laughs) Sounds good to me. (laughs) So you weren't here last week, but last week we had a Dr. Mowali from California. She is a sexologist. And we talked everything about sex. She gave some great insight um, about relationships and how to keep the sex alive and um, how to talk to your lover and make sure that they're pleasing you and and do it in a way so it doesn't hurt your feelings or anything like that. So I kind of wanted to stay on topic with sex. But before we go into talking about sex, I just want to give, you know, tell the people of Sutherland Springs, Texas, that they're in my prayers. There was a shooting there today. And it just kind of breaks my heart where this country is, you know, where people are just, their lives are just taken just for no reason, you know, just, Yeah, I didn't hear about the shooting, but again, I want to say like you, that my prayers are with all of the families and those affected, Um, and yeah, we just have to spread more love because it's getting kind of crazy out there. It is, and we're becoming hardened, I think, for all these things that, that are going on and happening. You know, it becomes the norm, and you know, it's like you don't even skip a beat. You're like, oh, another shooting. You just keep going. We have to turn that around. And I, like you said, it's all about sharing love. That's what's going to make it happen. So um, as we talk about sex, um, it just blows my mind. I don't know what's happening. It sounds like we're having a little bit of a technical difficulty. Sorry, Tracy. Anyway. I, I dropped you real quick. Sorry, I'm back. Oh, no problem. So as we talk about sex, um, it's blowing my mind, all of these, you know, things that are going on in in Hollywood. I know it's not just hitting Hollywood, but you think, you know, with the Harvey Weinsteins, the Kevin Spacey, all of these people that are being accused of of rude acts 
and then, you know, how one woman, Donna Karen, comes across and, and defends, so to speak, this Harvey. Well, I just don't understand how she can defend. And, 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 and what do you think is going on? Why is this going? Why is this happening so, so, so often, so readily? What, what is this about? Well, it's been going on for years. This is nothing new. Um, any woman that's worked in corporate America or worked in um, environments where she's around a lot of dudes can probably tell you that it has happened to her, it has happened to me. Nothing major, but I've definitely had uh, some lewd uh, conversation around me and, and men doing crazy stuff, not touching me, but again, just the, the way they speak sometimes can be out of line. Um, so it's nothing new. Um, I don't know why all of a sudden all these people are coming forward. You know, it started with Bill Cosby three years ago, and now everybody else is coming out of the woodwork. But but back up for a moment. You know, like you said, women that work around men happen. So here's what I'm trying to understand, because it's happened to me, you know, nothing nearly as drastic, where they've said things or they've talked about your behind or, or your breast or something Something, you know, but how is it that between you and I, it didn't go any further? You know, what, at what point does it go where it steps over the line, where it's not just talk anymore? It's somebody touching you, and, 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 and what motivates that? I wish I could understand that. I, I mean, I really don't know. I mean, a lot of these women in the Hollywood scenario were saying that, you know, it happened as part of doing an interview or they had to rehearse for lines, or they were trying to get a job as an actress. And so I think it's kind of prevalent in Hollywood that, you know, that kind of comes with the territory. Again, nothing new. We've we've heard this before, that you've got to, you know, do certain things if you want to get the part, or, you know, uh, Jennifer Lopez has talked about it, you know. So it's nothing Mm -hmm. new. Um, But I just think maybe women are getting tired of it now. It's, it's been happening. Bill I know it's been happening, but we don't really hear about it so much. And so what's what's bringing it to the forefront? I guess you're right. Women are tired. They're just tired of being taken advantage of, and they're making their voices heard. Yeah, I mean, Bill Cosby was doing that in the 80s, remember. He was drugging women in the 80s. These were women who were trying to get jobs as actresses on his shows, and he was doing this in the 80s. Man, I just kind of don't want to even look at Bill Cosby in that light. I know I have to. I know the reality is there. <laughs> but, you know, I, I just mean, don't want to look at him in that I, light. I don't have a problem watching the Cosby show. I probably shouldn't say that. But, you know, when you think about all of these other men and all of their other shows that are still on the TV, their movies are still out there. The only thing is their name was taken off the credits. You know, right. this, is, this is rampant. So, um, and they drug Cosby through the mud. I'm wondering if the other guys are going to get drugged through the mud. Some of them, Roger Ailes, he was the president of a network. He had to step down. Harvey Weinstein right. was the president of some other academy. Um, his name was taken off. Um, the guy on the But, you know, I don't, think the, I don't think the flow of money stops. I think they just work from behind the scenes and, and your, exactly. your name is That's my so point. That's my point. So why are we boycotting Bill Cosby and he, his flow of money is stopping when their flow of money is not 
nothing. Bill O'Reilly, he just had secret settlements with women, and he stayed on the air. You know, so yeah. Well, we we know there's a double standard for sure. Right. We know there is definitely a double standard. That's kind of sad. So what do, what do you think about um, Donna Karen's little statement, you know, where she thinks that women must be bringing it on themselves based on the way we dress? I mean, Donna that's Karen needs ridiculous. to go somewhere and have a drink and go somewhere and repent and go somewhere and sit down. She immediately apologized when she realized what the backlash was. Well, the backlash has nothing to do with, you know, her thinking that women don't do this. The backlash has everything to do with the almighty dollar. At least that's what I'm convinced of. Well, a lot of women were like, how dare you? How dare you say that a woman brought this on herself because of the way she dressed? That's what she was basically trying to say. You're dressing half naked. You're dressing, um, you know, like you're asking for it. So how dare you? What what does that have to do with anything? What does that have to do with you not being able to control yourself? I don't care if I walk around naked. That does not mean I deserve to be uh, sexually assaulted or uh, abused. One has nothing to do with the other. So playing the devil's advocate, you don't feel that if you come out of your house with your breasts showing and half of your behind sticking out of your pants, you're not saying to the world, hey, take a look at me and I'm available. You don't feel that that's what that statement, that's not a statement that's being said? That, that in my opinion, that never gives the man a right to decide he wants to try and rape me or assault me. I, like I said, I, if I walk out of this house naked, you need to control yourself. That doesn't mean, oh, okay, here's somebody I just want to rape today. Or I want to because, because she chose to wear this shirt or that shirt. I agree. But you know, there's a lot of people out there that are of a different mindset. They believe that, you know, if you kept yourself closed, you know, you'd be fine. But I don't know if you know, but rape is not about sex. It's more about control. You know, it's more about taking over and controlling someone. So I don't well, think being I, I, need, I need men to exercise uh, discipline and self-discipline and not use that as a reason for coming on to a woman just because, you know, you got aroused by her or just because you saw something on her or something right. her attire, or even something she said. I mean, consensual is consensual. I'm talking about where it's not consensual, where you didn't ask for it and the man is still trying to push himself on you. Yeah, that that's, it, it needs, they need to have control. I, I agree completely. And totally. Do you think uh, um, there's going to be a backlash with Donna Karen and her her line with her statement? Um, I don't know. Um, first of all, Donna Karen, she needs to. Um, what kind of body does she have under all that stuff she um, wears? <laughs> <laughs> she has. She's got some nerve. But um, I don't know if there's going to be a backlash. I think because she immediately apologized um, and um, there wasn't a lot of noise after that, she'll probably be okay. Yeah, I I, I think so too. But, you know, there's just too many of them. You know, Kevin Spacey, that's been the backlash. Kevin Spacey used as the reason this happened, or I don't know if it was the reason, but he brought the whole gay community in it. He decided to use this... um, this particular incident that happened 14 years ago that just now got revealed 
And so last week he just came out and basically said, well, I'm gay. And the whole and, so, and because like, of that, this is why right. I did this. Yeah, and they're like, oh, no, 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 oh, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you did not use the whole gay community as an excuse. Right, as a scapegoat. Right. So that's right. more of the Just because you're gay doesn't think, mean you attack people. <laughs> exactly. And I think um, that when he came out, everybody thought about Donna Karen, jumped on this whole Kevin Spacey thing because, you know, the House of Cards, which is a big, huge show on Netflix, I think that's been canceled or it's probably... Yeah, they're done. I think this, this is going to be the last season now. I don't think they're doing right. any more. I don't even know if they're completing the season. I forget what it is. Right. But, yeah. I mean, me, as, if I had a daughter that um, was trying to be a aspiring actress or even just a daughter that worked in corporate America, because like I said, it happened to me, and I wasn't trying to be an actress. I was just, I'm an accountant trying to go to my work all, job all day, every day. Right. And, you know, I had some young guy come up to me and whisper some crazy stuff in my ear. So what do you say to your daughters um, when there's the possibility they could run into this? Uh, that's a tough one. But I, I think it's some, it's a conversation that has to start early on. You can't wait until they're ready to go out into the world and then start talking about this. I think this is something that has to be talked about, you know, from the beginning. Last week we, we talked about when do you start talking to your children about sex. I think this topic is incorporated in that. Obviously you have age-appropriate conversations. But it's something that you have to talk about from the very beginning and, and move forward with more information, the older that they get, so they understand when someone's coming at them in a way. And I don't know what to say to them, but I think if they're aware that they are being harassed or assaulted in some way, that they should at least be able to identify that and tell somebody, equip them with with emergency contacts and with the ability to talk to you as their parent so that you can handle it or, or help them handle what's going on. You know, it's a lot to handle on your own, especially if you... Uh, yeah, and definitely when it comes to the kids, that needs to happen. I'm talking about you're a 25-year-old, um, right at the beginning of your career. You're on the other side of the country, and your parents are nowhere around. You're you're an adult, and how do you handle when some um, you're just a junior accountant and some VP decides to squeeze your butt or grab your butt at work at an event? Let's say it's a Christmas party. Everybody's drunk, and you know how they do. What do you do? What do you advise your children to do? Because her career, this is her career on the line. That's a tough question. I probably would advise them to call the police. That's what I would advise. Call the police. Go report it. Call them. Go to HR and make a report and, and get it right written up right away so everybody knows this is what's going on. You know, your career is, is one thing, but your life and, your, and your, your, your state of mind is another thing. Your career will go on. You'll find another job, but I would report right. it. You can't let it go undocumented and, and, and not talk about it and wait 18, 15 years because somewhere inside, I think you're tormented during that time, and it affects you in other areas of your life where you don't get to prosper as you should because you're feeling some sort of guilt or some sort of shame behind this, you know? Yeah, and a lot of times it may not even be a touch. It may be some just lewd conversation that they want to have with you where he's just a jerk. That's all he is. He's just a jerk, well, and you, know, you need first, to report him. 
to HR, like you said, and hope you can uh-huh. um, avoid him at all costs. And I think it also depends on the woman. You know, me personally, not too long ago, someone said something to me, and I didn't respond. I got a text message, and I didn't respond to the text message, but I felt very uncomfortable. And this is a coworker. I felt very uncomfortable with, with the text, and I held on to it for two days before I said anything. And then being the person that I am, I stepped to the brother, and I said, don't text me anything like that ever again. I didn't like it, and it's inappropriate. Don't do it again. And, of course, he was like, oh, you know, stumbling over his tongue. I didn't mean anything. I was like, we don't need all of that. Just don't ever do it again. (laughs) Now, if he ever did it again, I would go straight to HR. So that was nipped in the bud, you know. And now when I'm near him, he tippy-toes around me. But not everybody can be direct like that, you know. Yeah, and I think think assertiveness in those situations is definitely warranted. And if you um, are courageous enough and mature enough, I think just being very direct is the best way to deal with it. Um, but some, men somehow I think men. these kind of guys are praying, and they pick their victims well. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. they make a mistake and pick someone who was too assertive, but most of the times they're right on, and they pick the ones who they know are not going to come up and say anything or, or challenge them on any level. So it's and a hard way some of them, it's just they want to see how far they can go or how much they can get away with. You know, they're not, um, it's not malicious. It's it's just right. kind of like a game. And let me mm-hmm. see how far I can get and, and see if she's going to stand up for herself. And if she does, you know, it's a challenge to them. That's some crazy kind of game, I think, to play. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, but just imagine you 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 think you're going in for a job interview and you're getting chased around the conference room table. You know that stuff is happening. You see, I don't know. I won't get chased around the conference table because I'm not running. I'm definitely not running. You can't chase me if I'm not running. I'm gonna look at you like you're crazy, and I'm gonna you know I'm gonna do I'm gonna do me. I'm gonna say what I have to say, and you're gonna make you're gonna probably feel stupid. You get a little tongue lashing, and you're going to feel easy for us to say as older women. I I know when I was in my 20s, I didn't have the kind of, um, what's the word, courage that I have now. Right now, at this age, no, you don't want to step to a sister now. Back in my 20s, I don't know. (laughs) Oh, this is true. Back in my 20s, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, well. I just remember scenarios where it was kind of like in my 20s, like, is, is this really going on? Is he really talking to me? You know, you almost don't know what to do because you've never been in that situation. You've never contemplated it. And you're just, you're dumbfounded. You're like a deer in the headlights. Like, you really are frozen and don't know what to do. Versus now, we're almost like on the wish factor. Like I wish I right. what I wish I, you know what would you know exactly <laughs> exactly that's exactly what it is now. But yeah, in your twenties, you just have to be smart and you have to be assertive. You know, and you have to let people know when something is happening that you don't want to happen. You know, and you you have to stand your ground. And and I know that's hard for some women to do. So if you can't stand your ground and it happens, you have to report it. You can't let it go undocumented or unreported because then this behavior continues to continue over and over and over again. You know, it never ends. 
Yeah, and so I, I agree with you. It needs to be done immediately. I, I'm really surprised when women come out and say they were raped 18 years ago. I know it's hard. Sometimes, you know, you become the person, the target when you report stuff like that. But right. it, it is important to do it immediately, report it immediately. Yeah. You know what What amazed me when this whole Harvey Weinstein story broke? You know, um, there was this Me Too campaign, which came out 10 years ago by a uh, Tarana Burke. She started it a decade ago. But mm-hmm. Alyssa Milano decided, you know, let's let's hop on this and do a Me Too. That kind of shook me to the core when I started to see my news feed and how many women have at some point, some way, somehow in their life been exposed to sexual assault or sexual abuse or sexual harassment. You know, it's not just in Hollywood. It is prevalent throughout every single community in every walk of life. You know, there was no differentiating between black women or white women or Hispanic women. Women across the board, every financial uh, category that they were in were affected in some way by sexual assault, sexual abuse, or sexual harassment. And, and, And where does it end, Terry? How does it end? It's crazy. Well, what was even more surprising to me is that Harvey Weinstein also did it to some men. You know, Terry Crews, the actor, he claimed that uh, Weinstein grabbed his package. So Weinstein, I'm not surprised. He didn't discriminate. I mean, primarily it's women, but, you know, he was doing it to some men as well. But, yeah, when you're the weaker sex, um, you know, does it come with the territory? You, you know, you, you're always going to be in some ways having to always be on your guard because you are the weaker sex. It's a sad, it's sad. It's sad that you have to act like that, you have to think like that. But it seems in today's society when there's so much instant gratification, everybody wants what they want when they want it and how they want it, and there's no regard for anybody else's feelings, that you have to always be ready when somebody comes at you crazy. <laughs> Walk around on guard. All right, ready. On guard. Who's coming today? Right. Who's coming today and what, what, what trick are they going to do? You know, because it's in, it's, in it's in every profession. I don't think it's like you said earlier. It's not just in Hollywood. You're an accountant. You, you were in it. I'm in logistics. I've experienced it. You know, it's, it's everywhere. It is everywhere. So, yeah, I think women, um, some women have said if we have more women in management positions or women running organizations, that that might stop it. I'm not so sure about that. You know what? It would stop the men maybe harassing women, but then you'll have women harassing men. I don't think it goes away. I don't think right. it ever goes away. I don't know why. You know, women aren't aren't innocent either. There are those cases where you think it. it's the same. That's true. I mean, you. it's kind of just like you said, a power thing. So whoever's in power is going to abuse it. Where does it come from? Where does that behavior come from? All right, so let's take this on to a more personal level. You know, how do you know when you're in a relationship with someone that you're being uh, sexually abused or harassed or somewhere? I'm just going to give a couple of definitions. Um, sexual assault is any type of sexual contact or behavior that occurs without the explicit consent of the recipient, falling under the definition of special um, sexual assault or sexual activities 
as forced sexual intercourse for uh, sodomy or or molesters. You know, then you have sexual abuse is also referred to as molestation and usually um, undesired sexual behavior. And sexual harassment usually takes place in the workplace or a professional or social situation, making unwanted sexual advances or obscene remarks. So when you're in a relationship, what do you do? I mean, this is someone who you thought loved you. And and you realize now you said no, and he's like, mm, you're my girl. No one doesn't exist in this relationship. What do you do? Um, it's, it's funny because I was just watching a, a reality show where uh, a lady was trying to help uh, a married woman who was in an abusive mm. marriage. And she really didn't, she was in denial. I don't think, it wasn't until the, the lady told her, you're in an abusive relationship that she kind of faced the mirror, so to speak, and faced reality. I think a lot of people just can't believe, you know, they're in that type of relationship. Um, and then when they have to confront it, it's hard because, okay, you're, you may have kids, you may have nowhere to go, you may not have any money to make the move. And so right, some right. people are, are stuck. I thank God I've never been in a situation where I've been in a, a abusive relationship like that. Um, but I would imagine it's hard for some women because the first thing you got to do is confront the fact that yeah, you are an abused woman. Yeah, and that that's very hard because it it says it makes you feel some kind of way. You know, even though it's really not you, it's the abuser whose behavior is unacceptable and inappropriate, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. It, it makes you feel some kind of a way, and I'm sure admitting that is, is very difficult. But um, a lot it's, of people tough. come from, they've seen it happen in their, you know, with their parents, and it does become a cycle for a lot of people. That's what they saw growing up. Uh, they saw their mother get abused, and maybe they thought that was how was um, normal? I don't know. And, ma- I, and maybe people think that that was love, you know, that yeah, love. Was, yeah. You know, I know a couple of people who have, have been through and are survivors of this kind of abusive relationship. There's one woman that lives further south in Florida, and she's got a huge campaign. And she's told her story on, on Eyewitness News several times. Um, and it takes courage. She shared that it takes mm-hmm. courage, mm-hmm. and you have to stop, not blame yourself. You know, yeah. and, and it's something that happens within when you're ready. You have to know when you're ready and then be ready to make the move and, and, and the courage to, to get out. And even if you have nothing, you know, there's shelters, there's places to go where you can get help to find you something so you can sustain life outside of the abuse, you know? Yeah, and a lot of it is self-esteem as well, knowing that you are worth a lot more than that. You you have to value yourself and know that um, God has a lot more for you than what you're, the situation you're in now. Um, once you realize that, it's a lot easier to walk away from the situation knowing that you're going to go to a better place. Yeah, yeah. It's tough, though, if you think that this abuse is, is how love is displayed, you right. know? Somebody asked me the other day, are we teaching our children how to love? And and that's something I think has to be taught. You know, by example, of course, you know, but everybody's example is not the same. But you really do have to right. think about your actions 
because people are picking your children are picking that up and it's going to transcend into their next into their relationships you know like you just yeah. said before this yeah. is generational stuff that happens and the woman did say that you know um women marry men like their fathers so whatever example you had growing up a lot of times is what you're looking for in your marriage it's just a repeat of that right and you think you're not, you think you're going after the opposite, but most times, mm-hmm. 9 out of 10, what you look for is what you found in your father or in your mother, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, thank God that has never happened to me. I had one guy threaten me one time that he was going to, like, slash my tires or something like that. He never threatened me with um, physical harm. And I just was like, okay, yeah, well, go ahead. You do what you have to do, and I'm going to do what I have to do. See, you were in your 20s talking junk, right? (laughs) (laughs) I was not having it. I was just, you know, that's one thing that, and I just could not have a man putting his hands on me or even threatening to, you know, do me or something that I owned any harm. That that just was not in my personality. Mm -mm. Yeah, it's it's hard for me to understand. It it really, I must, I have to say that. I, I have empathy. I have compassion. But it is very hard for me to understand me being yeah, and in I, and that. I'm not, I'm not a big woman either. Like, I'm 5'4", petite. But I'm telling you, don't come for me. I, <laughs> I will turn <laughs> into have the Incredible right? Hulk. I will turn into the Incredible Hulk if you try it. I'm serious. So that yeah. has never been part of my world. I don't understand it. I just, that's just not me. Yeah, it's the same for me, Terry. I just don't understand it. You know, when I was married, um, my husband said some crazy stuff. I said, you're not talking to me. Don't even begin. (laughs) Don't even try it because we will go blow for blow. We'll be rolling around on this ground. It will not be like, and of course he didn't, you know, because he real. I think sometimes they see what's what, you know, right. what they can get away right. with. But I think he was like, oh, she's crazy. I'm not. Right. We're just going to go our separate ways. You can say whatever you want, but do not put your hands on me. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I have a hard time understanding that. I just I just don't see how that could just keep going and going and going and going and the trips to the hospital and the emergency room. And I feel for women like that. I feel for women that are in scenarios like that. It breaks my heart to see and, to know and I've also told my sons, you know, I told my sons, I have two sons, and I, I've told them, I said, do not ever let me hear that you have put your hands on a woman or you've threatened a woman because I will come and kick your ass. Yeah, 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 that's the same, that's the same lesson I gave my kids. <laughs> Don't let me hear about that, okay, because it's not cool. It's, it, there's nothing no. cool about it. Walk away. Mm-hmm. I'd rather you end your relationship and never talk to them again than for you to put your hands on them. Mhm, mhm. There's no reason. And I for told it. him, I said, you should never be in love with a woman that much where you want to physically harm her. Because that that's is not hard to understand. That that statement that you just made is hard for me to understand because I don't think the hitting has anything to do with love. No, it's not. But you know, a lot of men, you know, they just like, well, if you, I can't have you out. Nobody else can have you. Like, like they're just, it's crazy love. So I, I wanted oh, okay. to be clear. I wanted to be clear. That is not love. 
If you think you're that in love with somebody that you got to physically harm them, if you can't have them, that's not love. Yeah, that that's definitely not love. You you don't need to be with somebody that bad that if you if he's not yours or they're not yours, no one can have them. So what about um you're married, right? Let me give you this scenario. You're married and you don't want to have sex tonight. But your husband does, and he decides he's going to with you anyway, and you say no. Is that considered rape? In my mind, that is, yeah. If you said no, and he's continuing and says he's going to do it regardless, yeah, that, to me, that is, yes. And what do you do with that? Um, the same thing you would do with any other thing. I mean, in that scenario... Um, you're going to call the police. It's an assault, just like if you decide to pick up a frying pan and cock you over the head with it. It's an assault. Call the police, and you know, we'll deal with the, the consequences of the marriage and the relationship later, but it's definitely it's an assault. It's an offense. That's a hard scenario to deal with, and I wonder how many women go through this on a regular basis. I would hope I would hope that doesn't happen often. I mean, there have been times where I was just not in the mood, and he was, and I'm like, oh, okay, whatever, you know. But I, you're saying no. I'm not talking about uh, okay, whatever. I'm talking about right. no, 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 and he forces himself upon you. Yeah, that's I, I just hope that's about. not happening in in marriages. I guess it does happen, um, but it's, it that's does. an assault. That's an offense. If you say no, no means no. And what basis does he have to say, well, I'm going to continue to proceed? He doesn't own your body. You are not his property. Yeah, but you're my wife. You're my right. wife. You're supposed yeah, to have Yeah, but I'm not property. your property. I'm not thing. your property. I'm not your property. That doesn't mean you get to treat me like property and you get to do whatever you want with your property. This is a marriage, which is a partnership, and it should be a um, a loving act as opposed to an offensive act where one person is consenting and the other one is not. It's crazy. Listen, I have some numbers that I want to just put out there. You know, there's a thing in Florida called uh, Crime Victim, I'm sorry, Crime Victim Advocates of Florida, and their number is 727-325-4413. If you are a victim of sexual assault or sexual abuse or sexual harassment of any kind, Give them a call. And Terry being in the DMV area, there is a victim's hotline, 844-4HELP. That's in D.C. And then the National Sexual Assault Hotline, their phone number is 800-656-HOPE. 800-656-HOPE or 800-656-4673. If you're out there and you need help and you don't know who to talk to, any one of those numbers can help you, you know, have help to get out of those negative situations, you know. We're just talking about it. We're not professionals on it, but we don't want to see other people suffering for sure. So I put those numbers out there. So if you're one of those people that are suffering, you have someone to call. It's crazy, Terry. It just it hurts my heart to think that people are living in, in situations like this or dealing with it every day. Could you imagine going to work every day and someone is, like, pulling on you or grabbing on you every day and you don't know what to do? Yeah, and the first thing that happens with with an abuser, he tries to isolate you so that you don't have access to family, to friends, or people that care about you that you can talk with about stuff like this. So please notice 
the first signs. And first thing is to communicate with somebody. You are never alone. You are never the first person that this has ever happened to. It's happening with other people. They've been down this road before, so you need to talk to somebody and never feel like you can't speak to somebody. You are never alone. Exactly. There's always someone to help. Always. But, yeah, that's good information that they do try to isolate. Isolate and make you think that they're the only one that's there for you. They're the only ones that are there for you. And that's that's not the case. Man. So your sons, they tell you that they've hit somebody. Do you just beat them and that's the end of it? What do you do with them? <laughs> well, that's the first reaction. <laughs> right. The first reaction is, okay, I'm going to beat them, okay? But, you know. Look, first you fight you fire them? with fire and eye for eye. Oh, so you beat, you beat somebody? Let me show you what it feels like when you get beat down. First, I need you to feel what that feels like so you don't do that again. And then we're going right, to have to right. have a conversation because that's not acceptable to ever ever raise your hand against a woman in any situation. Now, I know there's plenty of women that will make you want to hit them. They will be all up in your face, because I've done it myself, been all up in your face and just daring you to hit me. But as a man, you got to walk away. So I would have to have that conversation with him, and then I would have my husband also have a conversation and talk with him, because we've both been in situations where... It's been close, and, you know, the cops almost got called. Um, right, right. So, you know, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's communication and discussion about what's acceptable and, and what's not. I, I, I think professional help is always an option. You know, therapy or a psychologist or, psych, or, or whatever, a therapist, there's always, that's always an avenue. I, I think our community or our culture doesn't, gravitate towards that for some kind of stigma. But if it's a constant issue and something's happening all the time and it's the same scenario, you're going from one relationship to another and you always find yourself in this same type of environment, I think professional help is definitely warranted to try to figure out what is going on and why is this behavior so attractive to you or you to it, you know? Yeah, and if you can't afford professional help, there's lots of free uh, resources out there, either in the state that you live in, call your local church. They have numbers that they can give you for referrals, for free resources for therapists um, or therapists that are very low cost. And a lot of people don't um, realize that if you work for a job and are receiving benefits, um, a lot of the medical plans have a therapist or um psychologist um, as an option, mental health benefit that is already Yeah, they do, that you're already paying for. Yes. Yeah. And you yeah. can get so like... Whenever you need help. Here. Yes. So whenever you need help, I think you need to reach out um, and get, if you do have those resources at your job, please use them. They're free. Yeah, and, and don't feel shamed. Don't feel shamed behind this. The most important thing is to get help and get to a better place. You know, you don't want to live where your life is miserable all the time. That's not living. It's definitely not living. It's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. 
so I don't know what happened um, going over to Sutherland, Texas, Sutherland Springs, Texas. I have no idea what happened. I was sitting today with my aunt. I went to visit my father this weekend, and I was sitting with my aunt. And, um, you know, her, her husband comes running out of the room saying, did you hear what happened? Did you hear what happened? He was listening to the news on a little transistor radio in the garage. And apparently some man rolled up in a Baptist church and 20 people, Terry, dead, mm-hmm. gone. So he wasn't a church member or a church goer. He just showed up. I am not sure who he mm-hmm. was or or what what he was. But I do know that he was in this church, and they're saying at least 20 people were killed in this church. It's sad. It's just, I don't know what's happening. I don't know. So what's what else happened this week? You had this scenario in New York where somebody ran down eight people in New York, and then something else happened. I think this is like the third incident in the last seven days. Um, it's just very... Um, I heard about the New York, but I didn't hear about um, anything else that went on. I, I didn't hear about anything else. Yeah, I want to say this is like the third incident in the last seven days. So it's it's, it's just almost every day now something happening. Yeah, it's just it's crazy. I don't know when is it going to end. I have no. The shooter was killed in uh, Sutherland Springs, Texas. Oh, okay. He was killed after a brief chase. They're saying. And the police um, took him out. But the pastor's daughter, 14-year-old, was killed. Oh, my gosh. It's tragedy everywhere. It's tragedy. Yeah, and as as a Christian, you just really got to pray and, you know, hope that everybody else is doing the same because it's just, it just seems like there's more of that going on than love going on. It's it's happening too often it really is it really is it's really happening too often and and i agree you have to spread love you just have to continue to spread love and sometimes i think you know you hear that spread love and it becomes cliche you don't really know what it means but for me when i say spread love i mean don't judge people don't be so quick to judge people and and say a kind word to your neighbor you know things that usually annoy you somebody steps on your shoe and you're ready to fight to the death behind that let it go let it go some things are just not worth it you know and just be more considerate for other people and other cultures and other differences it's hard sometimes for some some people have all of this animosity built up inside of them for years and it just explodes but you have to choose. Yeah, one. you can't. You can't give up either, and you can't just decide, "Oh, this world is a horrible place," and just give up. That's that's not going to solve anything. No, it definitely isn't. It definitely isn't going to solve. Wow, a little sad, but interesting stuff. So, um, I think we're going to wrap this up tonight, and uh, we're going to wish ourselves again another happy anniversary. And um, I look forward to another year full of interesting conversations and hopefully giving people some insight on how to handle different aspects of their life. I'm going to come back to these numbers with regards to sexual assault and sexual abuse or sexual harassment. In Florida, there's a Crime Victim Advocates of Florida, 727-325-4413. In D.C., there is a D.C. Victim Hotline, 844-4HELP. 
And then there's a national sexual assault hotline, which is 800-656-HOPE or 800-656-4673. Speak up. Tell somebody. If something's happening to you that you don't like or you don't approve, you have to talk about it. You have to speak up. If it's at work, go to HR, dial one of those numbers that we mentioned, tell your friend, but definitely get help. Don't hold it in. Don't hold it in. Yeah, and Tracy, I noticed in your blog, I just want to make sure everybody um, goes and reads your blog um, because it's good stuff. It's positive. It's about love. It's about relationships, which always matters. So please remind everybody about where they can reach out to you. I write a blog every Wednesday. It comes out. The time varies, but I try to get it out every Wednesday. And it's under my name, TracyJHines.com, T-R-A-C-I-J-H-I-N-D-S.com. Every week I give an insight about the show or some other kind of love topic just to give you an idea of, you know, how to love people, how to keep your relationships together. And it's not just the significant other relationships. There's all different kinds of relationships. If we build those relationships, the love will definitely flow. This is Love Talk. Love Talk for everyday people. Good night. Good night.